You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. You're listening to The Ensemblist, the only podcast that shows you Broadway from the inside out. Welcome. I'm Aaron Albano. For many theater artists, there's the show that changed everything. A musical that for the first time reflected a part of the artist they had never seen before. A show that gave that young artist a glimpse into their future, into an industry and community they would inevitably be a part of. And while that experience is by no means unique, it is often the kernel of why they've made the theater their life's work. So, for the Ensemblist's 300th episode, we are turning the tables. Today, I'll be interviewing the Ensemblist's co-creator and host, Mo Brady, about his favorite musical, the 1996 Broadway phenomenon, Rent. Here's our conversation. Hi, Mo. Thanks for coming. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> Happy 300. Happy 300. That's really sweet. Yeah, this is a this is a, a uh, occasion to celebrate. If you could introduce yourself and tell me where you're calling from, that would be great. My name is Mo Brady, and I'm calling from Maplewood, New Jersey. So tell me, what's your favorite musical? For me, like for many people, I think it. We have different musicals that speak to us in different ways. When I thought about what my favorite musical is, I thought about the musical that I think is a part of me more than any other musical. And for me, that is Rent. That's crazy because I would have said, I would have said Cats because you've talked about Cats so much. (laughs) And so, but I love that it's Rent and I can't wait to hear you talk about it. Tell me what Rent is about if I didn't know anything about it. If I wasn't as obsessed about it, as you are. Describe Rent to me. Okay, so Rent is a 90s musical that is based on the opera La Boheme. Like La Boheme, it's about a bunch of struggling artists in a city looking for love and finding purpose in life amidst trying circumstances. And for Rent, the situation takes place in New York's East Village, and it takes place in the 90s under the shadow of HIV AIDS. And we meet all of these different um, artists, creators, I think we would call them today. (laughs) I guess I should say, and also it's like a rock score. I think that in the bigger context, if you wanted to know what Rent was, you would say it came along at a time where people thought Broadway may be dying. You know, there was sort of this old style of musical, the, the British invasion. Rent came and said, no, we can tell more youthful stories, we can tell more diverse stories, we can use more contemporary music, and it can be on Broadway. And that, I think, has really, you know, shaped the last 25 years. Nice. And how did you encounter it? Did you encounter it seeing? I was like a, a, you know, a youth theater kid, and we would do our summer musicals, and we would, like, listen to things, and we would, like, (laughs) I, I, I mean, I, like, really remember in seventh grade and being in the makeup room and singing along to The Heat Is On in Saigon, and just, you know, sort of, like, that energy, right? Uh Uh-huh. Big theater kid energy. (laughs) B-T-K-E. And so I think there was sort of buzz about this new musical that was coming up, but I really have to give credit to one of my best friends from high school. Her name is Kate. And Kate was like a rent head. She was so excited about it. She was so excited about it that her senior year of high school, she booked a secret trip to New York 
didn't tell her mom, like stayed in a hostel, saw Rent like three or four times that weekend, right? And I want to say this was maybe like May before the Tonys, right? So there was some sort of thing that was happening between like me being, you know, big theater kid energy, one of my best friends taking this sojourn to New York, the Tonys. I really remember the Tony Award performance, watching that over and over again on VHS. And then of course, listening to the cast album. But to go back to your original question, I think that in their ways, Sondheim and Andrew Lloyd Webber, like also made big shifts. This show also made a big shift and it made one for me. Do you remember the first time you saw it? I do remember the first time I saw it. I've never seen the show on Broadway. Really? I did see it off Broadway at New World Stages. I actually saw it, I think, in the West End in like 2001. I saw the motion picture. I saw the Rent Live on Broadway movie. But the first time I saw it was the national tour. And I think at that time they were calling the national tours Angel, Benny, and Collins. So I think it was the Benny tour of Rent that I saw at the Moore Theater in Seattle. When Rent went on sale, it wasn't like Hamilton in regional houses, but it was that kind of energy. Like, like a radio station was doing this like... You can come win tickets to rent if you come down to the box office on opening day and you sing. And I got my dad to let me skip two classes. He drove me down to, I think it was actually another theater, the Paramount Theater. And we waited in the line, which wasn't that crazy. And I sang part of Seasons of Love on the radio and they gave me and my dad free tickets to rent. So the actual first time I saw it was from this like singing on the radio promo thing. Uh who was your favorite character? I so identified with Mark. Like Mark was sort of the narrator, right? You think about this whole podcast thing. I like I was dressing up for Mark as Halloween, like getting a sweater and like a little, like a Britney Spears headphone, mm-hmm. like, a, like a microphone. Like I made, you know, like Casio headphones. So you wear those over your, the top of your head, right? I would wear them on the back of my head for this Halloween costume. And I would attach part of a coat hanger. Uh-huh. Uh, the ear down to my mouth. So you've got that mic that sits in front of your mouth. Oh, nice. They, that sort of Britney Spears rent mic, right? And you cover it with foam. And I w- that was my costume for Mark. Oh, and then I would spike my hair and I'd wear sort of the Anthony wrap glasses. That being said, I just think Angel is just magic. You know, she, Angel is the heart of the show. Okay. She's sort of like otherworldly. For being a drag queen, she's just got the biggest balls. And I just, <laughs> I just, I admire that. I think it's one of the reasons the show is so successful is because there's like tons of tons and tons of heart in that show. But also there's just like a character that is like literally love. Like that is her whole gig. And the older I get, I think the more power I see in that ability to inspire people through positivity. I would love, I'd love to be Angel. I would love to be just like as weird as all hell and make people be able to change people's minds and see the good in others. Tell me how you feel like it changed you. Like it shifted the course of your life trajectory. This show came along at exactly the right time for me to be like, oh, I have to do this. I have to be part of telling stories. You know, it, it was, it, it just hit me at just the right moment. You know, one of the like sneaky, wonderful things that I see now about Rent, so much of what I love about theater and like 
the soapbox I'll stand on for ensembles, I think, comes from the show. I love that this group comes together to tell a story in such a theatrical way, right? Like they are creating the space and they are running all over the place and they're moving the tables, right? They're telling a story with three tables and a staircase, right? And there's those moments. There's those moments of ensemble storytelling. Like you think, I think about Rent and there are some really powerful sections in that show. I think everyone probably has their own favorite songs. But to me, there are three moments that I think are just brilliant. One is Seasons of Love, right? I love talking about what I call the timeline. Yeah. And that is a Hamilton term, right? People in Hamilton refer to that moment in the opening number where the entire cast comes together and sings, Have you ever backed down? You never learned to take your time. Right? And Hamilton's walking across with his bag, (laughs) right? Like, that's the timeline. Oh, yeah. If you think about it in terms of a theatrical device, you think about a chorus line uses the timeline. Seasons of Love and Rent uses the timeline. This is an age old tried and true theatrical test where we as a whole company every single person stands there and looks at you and says we're telling a story and we wouldn't be able to tell it if you weren't here in the room with us so first off seasons of love love that's it, a beautiful right? way to look at that second yeah. moment is the end of the show, right? The end of the show is so unabashedly, we are going to send you out of here smiling and walking on air. Yes, people died. Yes, a character is coming back from death in a really (laughs) sketchy way. And everyone is going to sit at this fucking table and we are going to sing at you and say that life is worth living. And then the actor who plays Angel is going to run on stage at the very last moment and we're going to sing no day but today. Like, <laughs> it's a long time to sit. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. It's great. Yeah, I love stare that. Stare at an audience and sing relatively few words, right? Like those choruses that are in, there's not a lot of change of lyrics. I will say this moment reminds me a lot of Democracy Reprise, the finale in Soft Power, where the entire company comes stands at the edge of the stage for an incredibly uncomfortable amount of time looks you straight in the eye and says the same words over and over again this messy political nightmare that we're living in is worth it that is also what the the characters in rent say the actors in rent say i think in finale b is they're like aids is terrible life is hard and yet it's worth it. The other one that I love is Will I. And I love that there are five groups and they sing in a round. I love that the groups are not defined by principle and chorus. I love that it's like such a palate cleanser in that show, right? It's also a moment where those designations fall away and it becomes a company. It's not lost on me that this show really does hit on a lot of different aspects of your life it's a show that we were all obsessed with but then it resonates it to you in an, in an ensemblist sort of way because it is a very strong and very beautiful story and on top of that the subject matter itself like really shows me your passion for working with broadway cares equity fights aids and it's all it's hitting all of these different tent poles of what your life has become and it's actually really wonderful to see I don't identify with any of the characters, really, in Rent. I never really wanted to be any of them. I think if I was like, which character am I most like? I'm probably like Mr. Gray or whoever sits at the table in... (laughs) 
in the Life Cafe in La Vie Bohème and then leaves early. Like, that's probably, like, the character I most like. I'm like, I got to get home, guys. I'm tired. I'm tired of all these I gotta catch rowdy people are at the table next right? to like, us. Right, like, I've never lived that, like, bohemian artist life. And yet there is so much about the show that just, like, sort of baked itself into me. If there was someone like a new like a newcomer, fresh out of school person who was like, "What's rent?" Where would you point them? It's a two point journey, and it first starts with the Rent Live on Broadway film performance because it lives in line with that Into the Woods and in the Sunday in the Park with George of just that shows you what it feels like to be in the space. I loved that you could sort of watch from the back of the house, and you're like, "I'm imagining I'm sitting in row N." And also, there are incredible close-ups. Like, I'll never forget in Without You, there's like a shot from backstage right of Will Chase as Roger through the stairs that go downstage, the sort of the Mimi Out Tonight stairs, right? And you're seeing this moment that you would never see. Also, let's talk about that cast. That cast is fantastic. Will Chase is, he's a fantastic Roger. I mean, he's sort of a Lothario with a heart of gold. Like, I have feelings about Will Chase, and yet, that's sort of Roger. So you're just sort of like, yeah, that makes sense. Renee Elise Goldsberry. Okay, all right, great, great, great. Like, Mimi's a dancer. She's 18. Sure, 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 sure. I had seen, like, so many singer last, <laughs> actor first play the role, right? Like, like there's like a way that we look at Mimi that's like, and Renee Lise Goldsberry, you know, the original Angelica in Hamilton flips that on its head, right? I mean, she's an incredible actor, but she's not, she's not 18 and she's not a dancer, right? But she sang the fucking shit out of that score. I was I was watching and I was like, oh, oh, she can blow. It's all aw- yeah. She she's unreal. Who else was in there? Eden Espinosa as Maureen. Adam Cantor, I think, was Mark. Does that sound right? A little answer me vibes from um, the band's visit. So that's where I would send you to start, and then I would say whatever spoke to you go listen to the original cast album and like deep dive into the moments that you are identifying with. Like if you want to like take like a one song glory journey with Adam Pascal, like go for it. If you want to do an over the moon journey with Adina Menzel, like have your take me or leave me, like do whatever you want to do. Watch it, experience sort of the magic of the theatrical moment and then like deep dive back into the original. That's where I would guide you friends. Special thanks to Mo Brady for sharing his stories with us this week. The Ensemblist was produced today by Jackson Klein and me, Aaron Albano. There are two great ways you can be helping The Ensemblist right now. One is by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and the second is by becoming a Patreon member at patreon.com slash theensemblist. Please follow The Ensemblist wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or at our home on Broadway Podcast Network at bpn.fm. You can also follow us on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Hey. 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.